Okay. All right, so let's, uh, so we're working on the area of Lishma and uh, over in the Ava. Um, <clears throat> and um, yeah, last week we ended off with some questions. So let's go over the questions I wanted to uh, discuss and see if we can find um, an answer. So um, the Rambam in, in the Hakdam of the has been emphasizing the idea of Lishma. Okay. Um, and he starts off with the idea of the Lishma about MS and that there's no other purpose. There's no Tachlis to MS other than MS, right? And then he sort of goes into a discussion about doing mitzvahs Lishma. And... Um, Tries to, he makes a he makes a quick connection between MS and mitzvos, and then he he puts a a focus on the statements of Chazal that tell you that you should do mitzvos lishma. And he goes through antignos yisochu, right? You shouldn't be like an eved. It's mishamish ravnas kalapras, and he uh, and he finally concludes that the greatest um, demonstration or or proof of this idea of, of, uh, of Lishma is the statement of Chazal that says that, um, uh, yeah, maybe you'll say, I'll do the mitzvos to be an usher or to be a Rebbe or to receive Shabal and Abba, Tamad Lomer, La'ava, Hashem. So he said, what's interesting is up to this point, the Ram has been using the term Lishma, right? And now he's saying really Ava is the same thing as Lishma. Doing things may Ava, doing the mitzvahs may Ava is exactly what he means by Lishma. Because he says he named this bar and this bar matras Okay, and he says, and that's the level of Avram Avinu. So we were saying it becomes interesting that well, what, why is lishma and ava identical? And and when you think about it, when you when you think about it a little more, when we talk about ava, really, there's two things. We didn't discuss this last week, but there's two things about uh, in terms of Ava. There's the mitzvah of Ava Hashem itself, right? That's a separate mitzvah in, in the uh, in Tayyag. And then there is what we call an Oved Me'ava, right? And that's what the Ram discusses over here and in the end of Hilchos Truva. And what is exactly the relationship between the mitzvah of Ava itself as its own thing, and then doing other mitzvahs because of Ava? So in the mitzvah of Ava, in um, mitzvahs I say uh, Shlishi, we were we were trying to figure out the connection between the Shema and Ava. So we were we were just taking note of the features of of Ava that the Rambam mentions over here. And he mentions, he emphasizes in Sefer Mitzvos that part of Ava is the desire to educate or to, to bring this idea to others. And he says that is an essential component, component of Ava. And that's what Avram really achieved. When he reached the high level of Ava, he um, demonstrated that with his with his desire to teach uh, mankind these ideas. And I'm saying like Ava naturally has to lead to that kind of a um, activity. He says, uh, Ha'anoshim, yeah, because he says, the, um, the Gemara says, yeah, he says, the Sifre says, V'yohafsas Hashem ahavehu al habrios, make him loved to the people. Like Avram Avicha, like it says, Hanefesher Asubacharon. Just like Avram, Bavor Shehaya Ohev Hashem, 
right? Because he was an Oev Hashem, and that's proven in the Pesukim. Therefore, he was Doresh Anoshim El Hamuna. He makes this very strong connection between the level of Ava and the desire to proselytize, right? So what, what, is, that, uh, what is that connection between uh, the, the, the idea of Ava? Why can't it just be an Ava? Why does it have to lead to that kind of an activity? It seems to be saying that's, that's like a measure of the, of the Ava, or it's a necessary outcome of the Ava. But um, that was one point of Ava that he mentions. But, but that's the mitzvah of Ava itself. And then we also, we went to the, uh, so that's one element of Ava. And then the other thing we, we talked about is in the end of Herkos Tshuva, Ram also describes the state of Ava. And again, he makes a very strong connection here between Ava and Lashma. Um, and he says, you, know, you shouldn't do things because of reward or fear of punishment. That's a low level of engagement. He says, um, rather, he says, a person should be an Oved Me'ava. Okay. He should be an Oved Me'ava. Right. Uh, he says, Oved Me'ava is Oseik, Betoro, Bemitzvos, Beholich, Benesivos, Achachmah, are not for any reason in the world, not because of a fear, not in order to attain a, a good. He just, again, he brings in this, this phrase of Lishma, of Osa Emes with Neshu Emes. The Sofa Tova Lova Vachlal. So, what is his love for, for? Is it a love for Emes? Is it a love for Avas Hashem? And then he says, um, he says, and again, this is the great level of, uh, of uh, that uh, Torah at least uh, you know, demands your strive for. And when he describes it, he describes it with a strange muscle. He says, the Ava, what is this Ava Haru'uya? It's interesting. Here he doesn't discuss going out to other people. He discusses just the state itself. And he says, it's an Ava, it's, this, it's, it's where a person loves Hashem with an Ava, Gedola, Yusera, Rabba, Aza, Admaod. Okay? A lot of adjectives. Until he is, his nefesh is kashur Hashem, and he's shogeb atomid, almost like a terminology of like crazy, you know, he's like, a, he's completely obsessed. And he says, like someone, like the Cholei Ha'ava, she'ein daitem penuya me'avas osa isha. So, we said the Ram is, we says it's strange for the Ramam to be describing this lofty metaphysical state of Avas Hashem with a very, you know, I don't know, low, mundane, uh, base kind of a psychological love for a woman. Doesn't seem to be a fitting kind of a comparison. But yet, that's, that's exactly the comparison he takes. And he says, and he describes it in, in, in detail. He says, just like someone who has love for a, uh, an Isha, to show Gebatom, uses the same motion, show Gebatom, right? Bain Beshivto, Bain Bakumo, Bain Beshashu, Ocho Veshose. So he's completely single minded about this, uh, this woman. Okay, so you can just say, he's just taking an example like that. But um, again, Shogu Botomid, and then he says, and, 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 but he seems to be saying over here also that this mushal is a really valid mushal. He says, because the whole Shir Shirim is this kind of, is a mushal like this. And the whole Shir Shirim is the, the explicit uh, story, is a love story. Okay, so that's what we're also wondering. What's the, why is there a, um, why is that an appropriate mushal? And just to answer the other question, about the relationship between the mitzvah of Ava and, and doing the mitzvahs be Ava. So the Ramam answers that here. Because in the end of Perak Gimel, I'm sorry, in the end of, the, of, of Allah Bays in Perak uh, Assyrian in Tshuva, the, the, the Perak we're reading, he says, uh, When a person has that proper state of Ava, miyad yaseh kol mitzvahs mi'ava. So he says, when a person fulfills properly the mitzvah of Ava, they automatically, immediately do all of the mitzvahs of Ava. 
Okay. So I think that's uh, more or less what we, what we, uh, oh, but the, the question though is, I think this is a serious question is, um, what do we mean? I understand, I can understand the Shema, like discussing MS and things like that. And I can understand some kind of an Ava. I can understand that. But the question is when we talk about Avoda Sashem and being an Ovid Ne'ava, the idea of Avoda with regards to Hakarish Baruch Hu is just a philosophically difficult idea, right? Um, teaching Ramam in the in the um, in the in the, the mitzvahs, that is the fifth mitzvah, right? But um, who he should see Vanu Ovido. yeah. Right. Lo'ovido. And Ramo here says, Lo'ovido zutfila. So, but the question is, just in terms of the terminology, how could we really, the, the, the idea, I mean, the, the, the basic definition of avoda is service, doing something, presumably for the recipient of your action. And, um, and I mentioned last week that the, in the Chovos Lvovos, he he's trying to work out this idea. He says, really, really, when you start out, you have this sense of trying to do for Hakar's book. But you realize that's really not possible, and you switch to a different mode of humility. But it doesn't sound like uh, like the Ram is uh, saying that uh, that you know switching the terminology in the end. I mean, that's it's. it's I understand why he's saying that, but it's kind of, it's a little bit of a cop out saying you're really not doing about that. It's reached me out, but it's not over. Right. Yeah. But this all seems to be, uh, there is an idea of of a a vote decision. I mean, and and he does say, he makes a very important point, and that's, that is part of the the question I want to draw out, is uh, makes an important point that uh, if a person were to be Oved Hashem, in the derech of, let's say, for the hope of a reward. So then he says, you're really, he's really serving himself. That, that's really a person serving himself. That's not serving God. Because the goal of what he's doing is to achieve a good for himself. So like working for yourself, right? And, um, and that is, in a sense, what the whole statement of, of, of Antigonus Yisrochu is saying. He's saying a true Eved should be doing only for the Rav. He should only be Mishamish the Rav. But to, to the degree that what you're doing serves you, it lacks in being a good Eved. But what is the true idea of being an Eved? When we talk about an Eved Hashem. It's interesting, in the Avram ben Arambam, in the Sefer Masbik, Avod Hashem, Lo'ob de Hashem, so he, he goes through some of the ideas of, um, of the right way to do, to do mitzvos. And, um, he says, he talks about this, this, uh, this Mishnah. Yeah. And he says, um, he says that the truth is a person should do the mitzvos, even if you were to get something, even if you would get harmed in return. In other words, you should, when we say, let me find you the quote because it's important to get the right one. Yeah, he says it's it's in the beginning of the of the book. It's in uh, chapter three, purifying the action. He says, um, in other words, one should do a mitzvah solely to follow God's command because this is the way he expresses subservience to him. It says, remember that you were a slave in Egypt and guard uh, and perform these commandments. One should not perform the act because he anticipates a reward for it. Okay, although God will truly and certainly reward, since he's a keeper of the covenant and, and the kindness for those who love him and keep his mitzvahs. One should not serve God due to fear for punishment, although God will truly and certainly punish if he does not forgive uh, the transgressor. Okay, 
Uh, he says, even if, hypothetically speaking, God will punish one for obeying him or withhold punishment from one who rebels against him, one should fulfill the mitzvah just the same. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So what is this idea of, uh, of, uh, of, of Avoda? How is it related with, with Ava? How is it generated? How is the proper idea of Avoda only generated from Ava? And how is that like a Lishma? And, um, and the Chovos Lovos is right. If you're going to be doing something for yourself, it is self-serving. But how can we ever escape that? I mean, don't we all have to be concerned with our own uh, existence and our own, ultimately, our own uh, welfare? And uh, isn't everything, in a certain sense, self-serving? I mean, even if you're doing it because it's right, you say, well, I have to be in line with this because it's the best thing for me. So, I mean, how do we ever escape that, uh, that problem? Yeah. And the Torah says, Torah says, do the mitzvahs for yourself. Latov lach. It's a, it's, a, it's a theme over and over again. Rishonim say, Hashem doesn't need anything, right? Everything is going to be done ultimately for our benefit. So how do we square that with this idea of, of, of an Oved Me'ava, of, 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 uh, of serving God? Yeah, those are the problems. I think those and are what the about Laman Yerichun Yimecha? Okay, let me, let me reverse the, 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 the question. <clears throat> Maybe easier to approach it from the from the back. Um, we're, we're we're asking about ahavo, right? Ahavo, a love. And part of the question that we're asking is the the cause of this love and the source of this love, and 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 what is it motivating you to do? And how is it motiv- How is it necessarily motivating you? In in uh, in going out to others, like the Ram says that Avram did, and in doing the mitzvos, uh, in this idea of lishma, Let, let's take it from the other side. Let's say, let's let's think about something that makes a person unhappy <laughs> or distressed. Let, let's go back to my question that, that you were asking me before. Let's let's say, is there a way? Is there an argument or what is the argument for doing something that is, let's just call it a good, let's say a good, a good action, a good, let's say there's no consequence. Let's say there was no harm to passing it up, no, no, no gain in achieving it, but you have an action before you and your mind tells you it's good. What's the argument for doing it? What's the harm in passing it up? I'm not sure if I'm phrasing it correctly, but. That's the way a person exists properly. Well, can we zone in? Can we kind of like, like home in on exactly where, where the problem lies? You have a thing in, in, in the phenomenon, right? With uh, young people. They are. Um, Idealistic, right? Idealistic. So what, what do we mean by that? Idealistic, right? It means to say that if you have a certain conviction of an idea in your mind, if you're, we have a faculty of the mind that perceives uh, abstract realities, right? Um, that's essentially what, what the, the Tselenolikim does. It uh, can see an idea of, of right and wrong. Right and wrong is not something that exists in, as a physical, perce- perceptible entity, right? It's, it's, it's an idea. Um, there's, no, there's, there's no way you can, see, you can physically perceive uh, right and wrong. It's, it's an abstraction. It's based on concepts and principles that are partly built into our uh, soul and uh, you know extrapolated from uh, from interactions etc from from torah from uh, other sources but essentially a person exists and he has this ability to perceive with his mind something that is correct 
and, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to go down into the question of exactly how he arrives at that, at that point, but assuming a person has that ability to arrive at something that his mind tells him is the right, is proper and, and true, okay, I would say that to not do it, okay, is going to create a certain discord in, the, in his being. Okay, because his intelligence, his mind, which should be his, you know, his essence, his defining, his defining faculty, perceives a certain reality. Now, if his, if in action he ignores it and he passes it up and he does something other, then that is, in a very real sense, He's contradicting with his action what his mind tells him is true. And that is diminishing and devaluing the reality of the mind. Okay. And what, and if a person has that true perception and is forced to go against it, it creates tremendous angst, tremendous uh, anxiety and, 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 and unhappiness. And whether, whether teenagers are arriving at true ideas or not, they have a certain conviction and their anger or their, you know, zealous, uh, you know, activism is, you know, is kind of like in line with this idea. Like it's to them at least. And, you know, obviously, well, the validity of the ideas I'm putting aside, but I'm just saying there is this phenomenon of having a conviction in an idea and then it being painful to witness the the world, so to speak, or, or the situation, whatever it is, not in line with that truth. Why? Because it's a, the mind is a, um, we consider the reality of the mind the, 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 the supreme reality, and to have to, in, and, and to and, and individually at least, to be forced to compromise your values. What, what's so terrible? Compromise it means to say that's exactly what's so terrible. What's so terrible about compromising the values is that you're saying that there's something, is that you're devaluing the reality of the mind. And, and when you devalue the reality of the mind, then you're really um, diminishing your essence and you're bringing yourself down to a level of, uh, from, 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 the, from the, the high level of existence of, of Salam Elohim, closer into the world of the physical and the, uh, and, and the, uh, and, um, the temporary. So that, Discord. Why is it like by, by, by the teenage years? Because at a certain point, the person just gives up and doesn't, he just, he just, whatever, he just accepts it and he moves on, right? There's a certain time where you're developing your ideas. You have this fantasy that you're different and your generation is different and you're going to be able to rise up above these things. But it's a cycle. But ultimately, uh, most, you know, a lot of people will eventually give it up and and um surrender to the to the to the other realities and leave the reality of the mind behind but a, a the reality of the um but 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 if a person has when he's in the state of having that reality and not being able to execute it that's painful that's painful and that is that creates a uh, depression. Something that the mind perceives as true. I mean, the Ramam says in, in the beginning of uh, Shemona Prakim, right, where the Ram is discussing his instruction to Ava, so he says there are five souls, that's what they call it in those days, mm-hmm. right? Uh, five forces, so to speak, of the of the uh, human uh, being. Um, you know, the first three are mundane, like growth and, uh, you know, nourishment and those kinds of things. And then he has, uh, no, and then he has, no, I'm sorry, the first two. And then he has imaginative faculty, right? 
um, and the emotional realm, and then the intellectual realm. Okay. So those are those are so he says the perceptions are in the in the in the intellectual realm. The actions are generated mainly from the emotional realm, right? So the imaginary realm? realm that is useful for the intellect, and well, everyone can take advantage of it. The mind and the and the emotions can that takes images and instructs them, and it's kind of a uh, your memories, and you can uh, you know. He doesn't, you know, that, that's that's when you go to sleep, when you dream, that's when it becomes active. Okay. But the mind uses it too. The other faculties can use it too. Anyway, I'm just saying, so so in that division, the conviction is going to be in the seichel part of the mind. That's where the intellect, that's where the perception is from. That's where the, ideally, in, 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 the, in the true sense, right, the, the, the truth is perceived by that faculty. Okay. Okay. And then there's a conviction in that truth. Yes. Right. So the conviction is separate from that truth. The conviction is separate from that truth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then what exact, where is this conviction coming from? And what? Um, well, I mean, the Rama would say, I think he would say that part of the intellectual faculty is weighing out the validity of the of the ideas. In other words, it proposes, it devises thoughts, but it also has to evaluate them. So I would still say, in the realm of the the intellectual realm, it is also conviction. It's there are different functions. But um, so let's say a person reaches an intellectual conviction, but then he has a strong desire for something else, right? Um, but I, I, I was, I, what I wanted to say is just more, is more very, just simple, much, much, much simpler before we get to that. If a person has a, an intellectual conviction that this is the right thing to do, okay, to the degree that he's a unified being, meaning to say he has ideas and he has action, if his action is not in line with his idea, then that creates some kind of a um, uh, some kind of a turmoil, which is a, not a state of peace. Okay, so the the and and to the degree that he is forced to go against what his mind tells him is a creates a certain pain in the in in the um, in, in in the being because. He is betraying himself in a certain sense. I can't tell you any, I can't prove it to you more than that. Okay, yeah. And I would say that that the Rambam is saying on the flip side, that when a person is able to bring the reality around him, the internal reality and the reality around him in line with what he sees to be true, creates a tremendous ava, a tremendous joy, a tremendous satisfaction. And the ava, that's why there's one question we didn't we forgot to mention, where the Ram says in the end of the Chuva, that the ava is commensurate with the with the idea. He lays that down as a principle. He says that uh, he says, Davar Yadua, Ubora, so you have to be sure again, constant. Okay. The only way you have the Ava is through the knowledge that you know him with. Hold on. That was one of the questions we got to mention. Why does that have to be? Why can't a person just have greater love? Why can't there be two people with the same knowledge and one person just more into it? Right? Why does it have to be step by step, Ava and Yidiyah, right? So that's what I'm trying to say over here. I'm trying to say over here is the Ava, what the, I, I've, got, I've got your hand, don't the, the The Ava that the Ram is discussing over here means to say, it has to be commensurate with the idea, because the ava is an, is 
a natural phenomenon that if a person is possessed with a, with a great degree of conviction of a reality, to be able to be pursuant and to bring, and, and he's presented with the fact that the reality is lacking in the, in, in the world, right? This idea, this knowledge that he has, that he's convinced of, this order of reality is not being expressed in fact, that creates a great dissatisfaction, a great unhappiness. And the pursuit of correcting that and the pursuit of bringing that which is, which is in his mind to uh, reality, to fact, bringing the underlying reality to, a, to a, an overt reality, bringing the, the, the koach to poel, that is the great drive and, 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 and love of, the, uh, of, the, of, of Ava. That's the great force of Ava. And it must come. It must come. Why must it come? So I'll tell you why. Why must it come? Why must a man love a woman? There's no reason you can give other than it's part of our nature. Just like there's no way to explain the phenomenon of a man being crazy in love with a woman and doing insane things for her. It's just a psychological reality. It's just a, so too, I think that's what the Ram is trying to say. So too, there's a metaphysical reality of love. And you can't ask why, how. I can give you the description. And what I was telling you, I think, is the proper description. That when you're confronted with a reality of the mind and the pursuit of tikkun olam, if you want to say, the pursuit of bringing the world into line with what it should be, with the truth that, that exists, when you see that reality and the uh, and it, it automatically creates a desire to 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 fix the the deficiency in others who don't see it that is the phenomenon of Ava. and i think that's where the ram compares it to the love of woman. not because it's like the love of a woman anyway love of a woman is completely uh, you can't there's no comparison to the phenomenon but it's true in the sense that it's a powerful force that's built into the psyche of man and so too in 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 the same way there is a a a philosophical phenomenon of of ava and 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 it, it it takes over the person to a greater degree than the Ava of, of Anisha. But it's that, it's that obsession with, um, with removing that discord of the truth that you perceive and the way that it is expressed. And that's why he says, Avram, it's part and parcel with, you have to have, you have to go and bring it to other people because if I see a reality of God's existence in the world and I see a person who's, who's living a, a life that's absent that, then, then in a certain sense, that, that is, that is dis, distasteful. It's painful for me to see. It's like, it's like going against my conviction in a certain sense. It's that the world is out of line with what my conviction and my idea expresses. And therefore, he says, the Ava has to be in line with the idea. Because that is the nature of the Ava. The nature of the Ava is to try to bring the reality of the idea to a uh, fruition. So therefore, it can only be in line with your Ava. It cannot ex- with in line with your idea. It can't to say, well, why can't one, say, well, why can't one person who has the sense of the same idea have, have different Ava? But once you lay down this principle that this is a, a, a philosophical, uh, metaphysical reality of Ava, it's not based on choice. It's not based on, uh, you know, some psychological force. Because if it was a psychological thing, then it's possible. I say, well, one guy's got more psychological propensity for Ava than another guy, you know. 
but it's not. It's it's a it, it's a it's a metaphysical reality, and therefore he can tell you that this is the phenomenon. It's an, it, 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 it's the it's the desire to bring forth that truth, and um, yeah, and and I think I think that that is the idea of avoda. We have to get down. We have to get down to the idea of avoda here. Yeah. So what do we mean by avoda? What do we mean by avoda? And how is it not selfish? So I think the reason why we can say it's not selfish is because when a person, let me try to put this uh, delicately here. And this is really what the what the what the Chovos I mean, what he really I think is is uh, is concluding, and that is the idea of of avoda in the end is a total submission of all of the self to the reality that the mind perceives. Now, selfishness is. When there's some selfishness is when there's something about me, there's some quality in me that I am pursuing. And I'm trying to build and I'm trying to garner gain for the self. Okay, let's try to talk it out a little bit. But if in this idea of Ava, it means to say is like this. The person has a certain Tselemelokim. He has a Tselemelokim. His Tselemelokim is perceiving a reality far beyond himself. And that causes him to pursue that reality further and further and further and try to bring all of that uh, that that, that that to uh, to uh, to actuality. What does that require? It requires him to subdue himself and subjugate himself to that idea, to the pursuit of that idea. So, what? That's not a selfish thing, because selfish thing would be I have something about myself that I want to do actions that serve. The self, like 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 the Chovos says, I want to be enjoying those rewards. So I'll do this for those rewards. The the Ove Me'ava is not trying to develop and accentuate anything in him in his own personality, anything unique about him. On the contrary, he's saying, I have a perception. With my tzelem looking, which is which is which is in a certain sense given from God. So it's not really even me. It's my I have this faculty. I have an ability to perceive the reality of God, and everything that's unique to me, everything that is my psycho my psychological things, my personalities, I'm willing to subjugate them to God. I'm willing them to. I'm willing to negate them. I'm willing to subdue them towards the pursuit of this idea. So it, it's, it's a self-negation. It's an act of self-negation because of the desire and the, and the, and the, um, the, 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 the excitement of, of the pursuit of that, of that, of the, of the recognition of the existence that is above me, that is superior to me. So, that, in a certain sense, if I, if I want to try to, to, to line up the terminology and say that's what we mean by avoda. He's not serving God in a classic sense of a master and a servant because he's not doing anything for God. But it's avoda Hashem nonetheless because everything he's doing is to bring out to himself the reality of God. So he's serving, in a certain sense, the reality of God. He's serving the Shem Hashem. Shem Hashem means knowledge of God. So he is Eved. I mean, what does it mean he's an Eved? 
He's subduing all of his, all of himself. Not obviously to give God something, but to, but to produce, to, to bring out and to develop the reality of God to himself. So it, you can't serve God. That's not possible because God has no needs. But, ser- but the service of God would mean that you are serving and you're dedicating your, yourself to the ideas of God, to the reality of God. And that's the only type of, uh, that's the true abdus. That's the true abdus. That's the only sense you can say, I'm doing an action, the shame shamayim. In, in a sense, the shame, shame means knowledge. When we say we have a shame, Hashem means the knowledge we have of God. And to do it, to be an Eved, to do Avodas Hashem, that's what we call it, Avodas Hashem, right? Means to say, I am going to do actions that serve the knowledge of God. What does it mean to serve knowledge? It means they 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 serve to bring the knowledge of God to man and to, to my mind and to mankind. That is, now I'm not doing it for God's sake. He's not getting anything out of it. You understand? But the objective and the object and the, the purpose and the completion is not in me, but in this knowledge and this reality that's, that's, brought, that's brought forth. So that's the, that I think is the, is, is the connection. In other words, Ram saying you have an idea of lishma. Lishma means you're motivated by the truth itself. You're motivated by the idea itself. And when a person, ha- and that, when you see, when you have that, that experience of, of engaging in something lishma, it creates a certain ava, a certain love and a certain desire to bring that further, further in yourself, further to others. And therefore, mitzvos become something that you want to do. Why? Because, like we were saying the other, the, in the beginning of this, when I, what is standing in the way of my uh, of my truer perception? What's standing in the way and preventing me and creating some of that discord in what my mind is seeing and the way I'm acting? A lot of it is your midos and your. Uh, Deos and those kinds of things, and the, like the Ram said, the mitzvos are a way of perfecting the the person's midos. Um, uh, uh, so he's going to, and also engaging in a mitzvah is an act of the recognition of the existence of God. So that's all of what he wants to be engaged. In. That's going to be doing it out of ava. He's not doing it. He's not doing it. Um, it's going to be Ava because it's going to help him advance that idea. It's going to help him advance that, that reality to himself. And, and, um, and that's the sense of Avoda. Okay. Just trying this out, you guys. So uh, <laughs> what I think that's all I've got to say on this. Um, yeah. He's serving Hashem because, right. Yeah. Serving that reality of knowledge. But it's not the self. So that's why it's... it's See, altruistic is hard. Altruistic is hard. This is really not selfish. Because, let me see if I can put it the right way. Yeah, so can we, so can we, uh, see, and that's what, see, altruism is, is, is a tricky one. Because a lot of times just becomes a psychological pleasure that the person is enjoying. That's what, that's what Avraham Ram is trying to say. He's saying, the person who's really doing things from Ava, he doesn't really care about what's going to happen to him. He doesn't really care about what's going to happen. It's just the reality of the mind is impossible to contradict. That is, and the and he's he is compelled to pursue that, even if it would be painful, even if something bad would happen to him. It's not, and that shows you it's not self-serving. It's not self-serving in any way. It's not, it's not an action that's trying to, uh, let me put it this way. And this is, maybe, maybe you disagree with me on this, but what I'm trying to say is when we're talking about selfishness, 
we're really talking in, in the general sense we're talking about the personality right a person how he thinks about himself his his body his pleasures his psychological welfare all of those things are the self but the tselem elokim is is a different is a different phenomenon and to the degree that he is willing to sacrifice all of those qualities of the self because of the reality of his telemelokim that's not selfishness that's subjugate that's that is submission to reality a submission to truth and it's simply recognizing that the telemelokim is his essence and if you want to say selfish that would be the only way you could put it that he's concerned for his essence <laughs> but if a person were and but he has no choice he has no choice because the, the very thing that perceives that reality naturally is going to dictate a uh, pursuit of that reality and 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 the preservation of that reality uh, and selfishness implies some kind of trade-off of, of elevating selfishness is elevating the value of the self overall okay but when a person perceives the reality of god and that's his motivation on the contrary he's not elevating the self over everything else he's elevating the reality of god over himself that's not a selfishness yeah the same time, and that's why the Ram says, right? He is fundamentally changed. But that's why the Ramam says in that parak in Hilchos Tshuva, he says he does the he does the um, the MS and the uh, not because of any reason, not because of any good, right? Ella hatova lovo bichlal or biglal. The question what the what the word is. Now he says you're right. He's not doing it for that. But he real, but the nature of what he's doing is intrinsically a good. It's a sofa tova bold bechlal. It's not for it, but it's it's a it's a valuable activity. It's 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 a uh, it has it has worth to himself. But uh, that's the nature of the activity. That's not the motivation of the activity. The nature of the activity is reality, and reality has that effect. But that but that but his motivation is not for some good. Outside of that thing, but yeah, I mean. So what's your point? So it does benefit him, and therefore, well, also we're we... right. The, the, we're trying to say it like this: that the perception, the the the, the learning is self-perpetuating, right? So it gives him the more he learns, the more he perceives, and the more he's interested in knowing, in learning. But there's a certain point, he says, where he gets to the point of ava, and that is where it's a an obsession to remove all things that are out of line with that reality and to correct every deficiency every every example or every expression of where the of where the present reality is out of line with the ideal reality okay. he has a great desire for that and that, desire- and that will require him to 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 negate himself because the the personality of the self he ultimately stands in the way of his perfect perception. That's a very big theme in the Rama that that every mida he calls it a masa. Every mida, every bad mida that a person has, he calls it a screen between him and his perception of God. And and uh, he says Moshe Rabbeinu. Had no inter, no, no, nothing in between. Just the aspaklariam era. Still something in between, but it was perfectly clear. <laughs> As opposed to saying a person is a balgaiva, balkas, anything else, <clears throat> it's going to create some kind of a veil, he calls that. And to the degree that the person is possessed by ava, he's going to try to rip through every veil. But that requires him to negate those, per, those parts of his personality that are responsible for that. And those veils are creating the turmoil, right? Yes. In terms of right, right. That's right. And then... That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Let's think it over. Ready? Yep. So we brought in the, uh, 
the example, the activism. The activism, like, the activism is not a true phenomenon. It's just, it's just a muscle of the disco of the of you. You see, when a person is possessed, when his mind is possessed with an idea, and if he's truly possessed with the idea, there's a great compulsion to act and to bring the rest of the world in line with it. I'm not saying that that's that those are examples uh, where they're really possessed by by an idea. They may just be possessed with a frenzy of something, but you do see that phenomenon of the need to bring the truth, uh, to bring the world in line with truth, to bring the, to bring the external in, li- in line with the reality of the internal. Now, the problem is a lot of times teenagers are excited by their ability to, to you know, to formulate an idea. Of course, it's a new, it's a new thing at that stage in life. And they're, and they're, you know, taken with themselves and convinced that every thought they have is absolute, is emes lamito. But uh, and therefore they're completely driven to uh, you know to bring the world into line with that. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know a lot of times that um, that is just an emotion. But <laughs> I'm just giving you as an example. You, you, you see that type of phenomenon. But the phenomenon you're describing, yeah, the ava is like uh, would be more like the ava of uh, right. That's not that's not the true that's not the true one. Right. Correct. It's also just a mistaken idea, right? You can't really have this phenomenon by mistake. It's showing you that even even when the, even just the fact that you right, correct. Even even if it's even if it's a, uh, yeah, it's, a it's human nature. It's human nature to get his energies wrapped up. It's human nature. It's human nature. It's human nature that when you recognize there's something superior, which is an idea to the mundane that's out of line with the reality there's a there's a there's a desire strong desire to bring to bring the two uh into accord um ultimately people go the other way but initially they tried to go <laughs> the first way okay to, to be part-